From a secret location in room 100 of 540 Jack Gibbs Boulevard, this is Craft. I'm your host, Doug Dangler. C.F. Payne has been a professional illustrator for 35 years and taught illustration for 25 years. He will be a featured author at the 2017 Ohio Anna Book Festival on April 8th. Welcome to Craft, C.F. Payne. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, you've had many, many illustrations throughout the years. You've had covers on things such as Time Magazine, Mad Magazine, The New York Times Magazine, and Reader's Digest, among many others. What is the process for when somebody from a magazine like that calls and says, we'd like an illustration? Usually it's, you know, you get the phone call and usually you know the deadline's going to be very tight, particularly when you would do things for Time Magazine. Right. You're only going to have about a day and a half to two days to do it maximum. Wow. And so you, you generally will have a quick conversation with the art director. You try to find out what it is they're wanting to say. Um, sometimes they'll have an idea and they'll make a suggestion to you. Sometimes they have just a brief set of notes or in the conversation you find out what's, what's being said. What are they trying to say? And then you sit down and you try to come up with some ideas real fast, what we call thumbnail sketches that just, you know, to the average eye, they'll kind of look like chicken scratch because they're just shapes that give an indication of maybe where type will go, where the masthead will go, and the shapes of the figures, et cetera, to have just basically a conversation with the art director uh, or the design director, what the idea is. And you uh, will send that to them, um, Nowadays, you can send it digitally. Back in the old days, we'd send a fax. Right. And so you send that, and then they review it. And meanwhile, you're doing your research. You're, if it's a figure, if it's a public figure, you're, you're either going through your files, going online, just finding as much imagery of, of that person. And, and then um, I'll even, while waiting to hear back from them, I'll even take a look at the heads that I have. I'll get the camera out, shoot pictures either of me for the body or if it's a woman, my wife for the body. You just shoot some body types for the various ideas that you have. And if they approve one of them and give you the thumbs up, then you've got that stuff going and you start flushing out the drawing in more detail and you send that to them as well for the final approval. And they may tweak it here or there. Um, but usually it's not a dramatic uh, revise because you've talked it through pretty thoroughly. And and then uh, they give you the approval, and then you're up all night. and uh, <laughs> Doing the artwork. Yeah, you're up all night doing the artwork, which is probably why I don't do as much of it as I used to, because right. um, I'm a little bit older, believe me. Doing an all-nighter at 60 is a hell of a lot tougher than doing an all-nighter at 30. Right. So does this mean that as you're taking pictures of body types, like you can now claim to say, all right, you see the head of, um, you know, some famous figure, say President Obama, but the body is all me. Is that uh, how the body well, types it, work out yeah. for you? It, it sometimes is that way. There's a piece I did that where we were mimicking um, Barack Obama's FDR. And yeah, that's my body in the pose from that relatively famous photograph of FDR and you just piece the head together and you <laughs> sketch it all out and and bang it a bang it a boo there you are whereas you know the the cover that was the uh, inaugural cover that was a photograph that the uh, magazine supplied to me they they connected with the photographer who took that photograph um 
got permission, gave that photographer a, a fee for allowing me to use it, and then they just asked me to replicate that in an illustrative manner. Mm-hmm. Is there any interesting back and forth between photographers and illustrators where you say, you know, I'm doing this work based on your photograph and they find that either a compliment or not a compliment. How does that work between the two different fields when you're working with somebody's picture like that? Well, it, when most of the stuff that I do is I'm not utilizing one individual photograph Mm -hmm. in that particular case because the art director specifically wanted it to be in the tradition of the old-time magazine covers that were very realistically done. If you'll notice that that particular cover, there's not a lot of character, there's very literally no caricature to it whatsoever. Whereas the other pieces, there's a lot more caricature to, to my figures. But they wanted that because it was either going to be the man of the year or the inaugural cover, that was not an appropriate place to use a caricature. Mm-hmm. So they wanted it to be very realistic. So therefore, they wanted me to really follow this reference right down to the nubbins. Mm-hmm. And so that, when you have that kind of thing, you really do need to communicate with the photographer. And I didn't have to do that. I just simply spoke to the art director and said, look, you guys just have to make sure you get this done right, because if you don't, you open yourself up to some legal challenges for basically stealing somebody's artwork. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for something like Miss Mary Reporting, it's a child's book, a children's book that you uh, illustrated on. What's the process like for that? Uh, do you get to sit down with the authors and talk to them, or is that something that you get more of a free hand on? It's it's usually what you're doing is you're working with an editor um, and a designer at the publishing house. So you get the text. They've already had it written. They've worked it out with the author. They contact the artist. And then you have a conversation with them. You work through a series of sketches. You pad, you know, what they refer to as the pagination, laying out the, the number of pages because each book is the same length, and so you have to figure out how much text is going to go on this page, this page. Then you read the text, and you try to find the natural breaks, where the mm-hmm. natural breaks are going to be. And then you look and read the text and feel, okay, what's going to be the appropriate kind of image that captures the feeling of this text? And sometimes you'll have some text that will have two or three, what you consider to be pretty salient points. And so... That's why sometimes you'll have maybe two images on a spread. Sometimes you really just need one to capture the overall feel, and you can do that. So what you're really trying to do is, is, you know, you don't want to necessarily be illustrating the text literally, per se, Mm -hmm. because, you know, you're taking the, you know, you, you want to kind of add to that or, you know, allude to some things a little bit here and there so that you're not being as 100% literal. Sometimes you have to be because knowing that it's a children's book, if, if children's book, if, it's, if you deviate too far from the text, you know, that, that may cause some confusion for the young reader. But you're really, you, you try to, you know, elude as much as you can to, to bring something more to the imagination to the reader. 
Okay. Have you gotten feedback from people that uh, you've illustrated their books and maybe run into them later on and they said, oh, I was really surprised by the illustration or I, I really oh. want to compliment you? Um, I, I wouldn't say that they were surprised, but I think, number one, you, you do have that from time to time where you do get to carry on a conversation either, you know, through emails or through a conversation. And it's always nice to find that, you know, that the author is, is very pleased with what you've done. And and so far, I've, I've been lucky enough not to, to tick off any of the art authors. They, they both seem to feel pretty good about it. I, d- mm-hmm. I didn't get to hear back from Mark Twain on Tom Sawyer. I was going to say, the good thing he, is, is he yeah. He me. Yeah, he, he's never going to give you a response to be good or bad. I mean, he was a little cranky uh, uh, at some yeah. points. So what what has been the f- piece of work that you most frequently reference or show people when they ask about what you do? Um, they, you, you say you're an illustrator. They say, oh, like what kinds of things do you do? What is the one piece that you most often come back to? Um, a lot of a lot of times, I like to come back to uh, the Casey at the Bat book um, because that one it, it it covers one of the things that I really do love, and that's baseball. But it's also the personality of Casey. What you're what you're trying to do is, and that's one of the things that I why I've kind of focused more on children's books nowadays is that the text you 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 try to let the text direct you. I've oftentimes said, I don't want my past to dictate my future. In other words, I don't want somebody to say, well, you did this in this book, and it's great, so let's use this in this book. Well, I don't know if that's really appropriate. If you look at the difference between Tom Sawyer and, say, uh, Casey at the Bat, it's dramatically different. But when you read Tom Sawyer, the book does come across to me when I read it because it only covers maybe a summer of this young boy, and there's no flash-forwards, no flashing back. It's basically day-to-day-to-day-to-day, so it reads almost like a journal. And so, therefore, I felt to do this story was to illustrate it like it's a journal. And when artists keep sketchbooks and journals, they usually, you know, they'll, they'll draw with whatever's in their hand that day. It may not be the same pen today as it was yesterday. And sometimes they may throw some color down. Sometimes I'll throw a little watercolor down or throw a little this down. And, and so it has a very kind of fresh journalistic approach to it where the drawing is the thread that runs through the entire piece, whereas uh, Casey at the Bat was his beautiful, elegant poem of the game of baseball in this bigger-than-life character of Casey, and so that book was illustrated different than than Tom Sawyer, because to me the text led me to do that. Chris Payne, I thank you very much for talking to me today, and we look forward to seeing you at the Ohioana Book Festival. And more information about that can be found at crafttheshow.com. It's my pleasure, Doug. Thank you so very much. Hey there, craft listeners. Like what you just heard on the show? I'll host a live show at Wild Goose Creative on Tuesday, April 18th at 8 p.m., I'll have live readings of original short stories, a live interview with Lena Maria Ferreira, book giveaways, music, and anything else I can cram into it. That's Tuesday, April 18th at Wild Goose on Summit Street. More information is available at crafttheshow.com.